You're listening to OMC Hive's The Buzz Podcast, designed to bring you closer to the brilliant people, thinking, and events within the Omnicom network. In this episode, I speak to Sophie Durrani about throwing the traditional marketing funnel out the window, the blending of physical and digital, and the most important skill to master if you want to become a CEO. Welcome to OMC Hives the Buzz podcast. I'm Ro Kalinaros. And I'm Sophie Durrani, CEO of Omnicom Commerce Group. Thank you for joining us, Sophie. Oh, Ro, it's so good to see you. Very excited to have you here because, number one, it's been a year and a half. And number two, I think commerce and retail have been the most disrupted things in all of COVID. And it's still being disrupted as we speak, and it doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Well, I, I always say that one of the things I absolutely love about my job is being in the center of commerce and retail because it's dynamic and it changes every day. And, um, you know, the opportunities and challenges for our clients and for us continue. But I, I think that it's interesting, you know, especially at this moment in time, September 21, you know, we, we were excited about the potential post-COVID, but we're not quite sure when that's going to be. But certainly in the last 18 months, all the cool trends were accelerated and amplified. Absolutely. I think it's going to continue in, in, in that trend as well. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think, though, you know, obviously, e-com has grown you know, exponentially and, you know, the client um, opportunity for growth is on, on e-commerce. I think that people can embrace technology and digital marketing. Look, just think about the way that we use QR codes, you know, in our everyday life, you know, that we never we were certainly not doing 18 months ago. And I think that retail... Um, in terms of working across physical, digital, social, you know, continues to be an exciting place. But it, but the one thing to sort of say is I do think commerce and retail is nuanced by market and by category, and we shouldn't get caught in too many kind of generalist headlines. But yeah, it's exciting and it's dynamic. Even on my way to work this morning, it's hard to sometimes discern what is e-commerce and what is physical retail because I'm ordering my coffee on my phone and I'm picking it up in store and then I'm getting a deal because I scanned the QR code or whatever it is. The subway ads are moving and changing now, so there's a lot. <laughs> and, and you're a modern shopper. I mean, that's how we all shop. And I think that's a really important point. I think we tend to think about e-commerce as in, in isolation. But e-commerce is part of the dynamic way that we all shop and buy things. And I think that the, the challenge for us and our clients is how do we rise above the, ch- the silos or the channel silos and actually align around consumer behavior across physical, digital and social? And how do we better align you know, media, uh, brand advertising, conversion and precision to align around that consumer journey? And that's a, a lot of what we're trying to do both in terms of the Omnicom Commerce Group offer, but also the way that we partner across the group. Yes, and you saw the writing on the wall even before the pandemic happened. Omnicom Commerce Group has been a long time in in the making, and you've had multiple roles at Omnicom. Can you talk a little bit about your history and how Omnicom Commerce Group came to be, why Omnicom doubled down on that as a practice area? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's such a privilege to be heading up the practice area, and actually, Omnicom Commerce Group in its current state was actually only formed, actually nearly, uh, it's our anniversary this week on October 1st, 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. So as you said, it's been a journey getting there. So 
just I'll give you a little bit of history about me and then I'll talk about the comics group if that's okay. So my background is actually quite multi-channel. I started back a day in PR and corporate communications and that was a great training ground in terms of communications. I actually then worked uh, at client side at Seagram Spritz and Wine Group for six years, both in corp comms, but then most importantly into global marketing, running brilliant campaigns for brands like Sugar Sweeties, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I joined a multidiscipline agency, Hagar, and I joined to set up the PR department. And actually, I ended up doing a management buyout and becoming a, 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 a owner manager. Um, and long story short, we actually joined Omnicom in 2015, which was fantastic. Uh, we became part of DAS and actually part of RAP, which was fantastic. And in that journey, I was asked to become the CEO of RAP UK, which was wonderful for me because it meant that on top of my kind of PR and multidiscipline experience, I, I really sort of doubled down on, on digital and data and precision, which was fantastic training for me, including working with the team at Cove. Um, and then as part of that, I, I felt very strongly, I could see the landscape was really changing, that we needed to really modernise our shopper offer within the group. And Dale Adams was a fantastic supporter and boss of mine at the time, and we talked about it. And I ended up doing a kind of review for the group and presenting through to John and the senior team. And that was the sort of initial birth of um, Omnicom Commerce Group, which at the time was called the Retail Group. And I, th- I think it was just actually saying at the time that commerce is both horizontal in the sense, of course, everything we do at Omnicom is in order to drive more sales. Mm-hmm. So actually, how do you connect the commerce offer across the group? But that also, how do you double down with the depth of expertise? And when I think about the agencies that are part of the commerce group, that are Integer, Tracy Lock, TPM and Hagar, they are experts at driving the buy and we're at the real cold base of sales and there is an expertise and an understanding of the, the marketplaces, the retailers, the customers and the shoppers that comes with that. And, you know, commerce is, is a lovely fat word that can mean a lot of things, mm. but we are the real experts on, on helping and driving those sales with the insight from shopper, the, the end-to-end journey mapping, and then also obviously being able to try and drive and measure ROI. That's incredible. And you talk a lot about point of sale and point of decision and how the traditional marketing funnel is no more. There, yeah. The point of decision it can be anywhere and at any point. And so how are you starting to translate that and work across all these different disciplines to weave commerce in at, at all these different touch points. Yeah. I, I kind of think of commerce virtually as sort of intel inside. It's like we should be embedding commerce in everything we do. We shouldn't be waiting for commerce or shopper marketing to be written on an RFP. We need to be automatically making sure that we're optimizing conversion at the top of funnel. So we can talk about a couple of examples of the way that we're working across the group, but for me, this whole, you know, we've, we have created and driven this whole glossary around connected commerce. Our clients are really, you know, one of the biggest assets in all the RFIs and the RFPs is the need for end-to-end planning. Um, so we have, you know, working off the original affinity loop from RAP, you know, we've got a connected commerce affinity loop where we can use data to look at how we can optimize paid owned earned across physical, digital, social. Um, from that trigger point of requirement. So there's a strategic approach that's needed. And I'm a passionate believer in the need for multi-channel strategic planning to ensure that, again, we're aligning around the consumer behavior. And then in our world, 
our clients are looking for category growth for their customers. So understanding the retail customers is something that's really important. You can't just invest on walmart.com. You need to understand what the broader relationship with our client is for Wal with Walmart and how they're investing across trade marketing, media, as well as shopper marketing. So I think that in terms of embracing that common multi-channel need, we know our clients need end-to-end -end planning, and that, that is through multi-channel strategic planning using the Connected Commerce Community League. But I also think it's then working in partnership with different agencies. So, for example, actually, just last week, I was working with the PHT team in London, uh, presenting to Diageo with a joint kind of media and commerce approach to end-to-end -end planning. And the conversation with Diageo is how can the media and commerce teams work more effectively to deliver through the line activity, which I think is quite exciting. And they really liked some of the approach that we were taking to them because it went beyond media. So it's a kind of media plus commerce approach. Similarly, one of the lovely wins recently was with BBDO, TPM was the e-commerce partner in, in winning that business. And so we've got this sort of building brand engagement, but then with the, the expertise of the, e the Velocity e-com team at D TPM. So I think it's kind of how do we, with the different partners in the group, have a kind of commerce plus approach where we add that value at the line level. I think it's also so easy for us to kind of be heads down in our own silos. How yeah. are you getting, you know, for example, the media people to think like commerce people and the commerce people to understand what challenges the media teams are coming up against? I think we're doing a really good job in the room together with the right people. I think what we need to do is bake it into become business as usual the way that we work. So I think as always, it's about how you can add value and how it's a win-win. So if we can partner to help secure a, a new business win, so for example, the media group are currently pitching Dyson and the commerce group are part of that. And our role there was to sort of supercharge the media response, but obviously there's an opportunity for us as well. So I think, again, it's on existing clients like Diageo. It's on, especially where we've got shared clients, that makes massive sense. It's on new business pitches where you know, actually showing that we can optimize conversion as well as addressing the core group is really important. So that's the good example of like the BBDO response one, or actually, you know, we are part of the multi-channel team on SC Johnson, and we're also working with DDB on J&J. &J. So all of those are examples where the client is clear that they need new dynamic, modern multi-channel marketing, and that the commerce and digital commerce is a key to that. And that's where we can really add value. And if you've listened to past episodes of this podcast, you know, we somehow always end up talking about Omni. Is Omnicom Commerce Group plugging into that platform? Absolutely. And I promise if I had a meeting with my team yesterday and I like all past weeks are Omni. It is <laughs> so important for us. And, you know, Slavi and the team are just fantastic partners. So actually, I've got a meeting with Slavi later today to talk about how we, um, you know, we've been We've been investing in new data streams, commerce data streams, to help drive shopper insight, help drive that end-to-end -end planning, but also the measurement. How do we make sure that we're connecting? You know, we've got a really clear and cohesive omni-commerce offer. Um, and it's exciting, and it, it is a real asset when we're, when we're pitching. And so Omni is incredibly important and we've got great partners with, with the team there. So watch the space. We've got some exciting things coming up.
So if I'm working on account and the client's asking me all of these different questions, what are questions that should act as a trigger for me to invite Omnicom Commerce Group to come in and, and help us with that ask? That's, that's such a great question. So I think one is, if they're asking for end-to-end planning, include the commerce group because showing how we're driving conversion is going to be key and, and embedding con- conversion in that end-to-end planning is going to be really important. So end-to-end um, planning. E-commerce, again, is this incredibly broad area. Either we've got the expertise within the group and we can facilitate an introduction across the group because one of the things we've done is really done some fantastic capabilities audit of e-com so I can really help make sure you've got the right e-commerce partner. Secondly, and then also importantly, understanding the shopper. Shopper behaviour is our, our absolute sort of sweet spot and also working with retailers and customers. So if, you're, if you've got a retailer pitch, give us a call. We know retail more than anyone else. We've got a fantastic guy working with us called Brian Gildenberg who used to be head of global insights for Kantar Retail. He, there's nothing he doesn't know about the retail environment. So put us in to help you win that pitch, but importantly, to partner, to create joint opportunities. That's very helpful. And I think we'll have some people knocking on your door now. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. You know where I am. And content is huge right now. Content is everything and everywhere. <laughs> Where do you see content playing in commerce? I do. I think that's, I, I love that question. Content is so important. And I think that, again, the areas of focus for us are around conversion content versus content can, can fulfill lots of different roles. It can be about engagement and awareness. Um, but for us, I think creating content that, that drives the buy is very different from creating content that drives awareness. Because actually, if you think about the barriers to purchase, especially when you're buying online, actually, it might be about the size of the item. It might be about the reviews of the item. It might be about um, a whole raft of things that you need to build into the content solution. So we're very good at creative content that drives conversion. Um, Interestingly as well, one of the things we're trying to do is really look at retail content optimization. And this is, you know, conversations with Analex and Adzu about how do you better overlay retail data so you're targeting shoppers as they buy and how can we kind of get to we're calling an rco retail content optimization better overlaying first party data retail data and audience explorer and being able to driven drive shopper precision at scale and that's quite exciting about where we're going so again all in play at the moment but the content creativity within our agencies is extensive, but the sweet spot is this ability to understand what's what's needed to help drive the purchase. That's incredible, but also a little bit terrifying. I'm thinking about things that I've bought recently. Where have I been influenced that I don't know that I've yeah. been influenced? Yeah. But, I, but I, mean, I, think, I think that, you know, back to your point, you know, coming to work this morning, I mean, I might be fed an image of a pair of shoes on an Instagram right now, and I'll just press this button. More than likely, you know me well. I think understanding the shopper mindset, the, the mission, how they shop with other brands, how they work shop across the line is so important for that targeting. So there's one which is creating the content, but there's also the ability to target the content at the right point, which comes back to the end-to-end planning. It, it's all a kind of virtual circle in a way. But the, the data streams that we've invested in really allow us to better understand that shopper behavior across channel. So is there anything that's recently come into play in the last 18 months that's really taken off? 
so the other thing about content is actually I think that we're really looking at you know new future trends. So live streaming in China is huge, and oh, people for the really shoe grow. drops and yeah, everything. Yeah, and beauty. But actually, what's really interesting is I think live streaming, which is basically like a kind of shopper TV in a way, yes. as you buy, where you can ask live questions and you have a you know you have someone presenting and talking about the brands. I think it will go across other categories. So we're looking at live stream um, partners at the moment. And again, you know, thinking about innovative ways to engage with consumers and shoppers, that's when, again, we'll become more critical. And trust. Trust is so important. And, 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 you know, back to this point, which is, you know, I'm passionate um, around the role of PR. And that's where, you know, the work that the PR group have done with Owned ID is phenomenal. And actually just talking to Erin and and with Chris, you know, how can we better um, show, um, connect the role of, you know, endorsement, whether that's from media, celebrity, influencer, um, to the work that we do in commerce. But also what's great with Earned ID is that we can now measure that impact. And that's an incredibly compelling um, story for us, both for the PR group and the commerce group and our customers. Yeah, it's a game changer and it's exciting to see it cross these different practice areas, these yeah. different disciplines and groups. What I love about that is, you know, as someone, as I explained, I've got quite a multi-channel background. And interestingly, you know, five, five, ten years ago, maybe that was seen as a weakness. You know, people would go, well, you've worked in so many different areas, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. But actually having having proper understanding of the different disciplines that we can offer as Omnicom and being able then to connect them together is a real privilege. And I think it's so important for our clients. And you can see that through some of the recent wins that the group have had. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting times on how we can better work together. And I think the important thing is for people to recognize when they need to pick up the phone rather than trying to do it by themselves. And that's where, as I said, there's that win-win opportunity. Yeah, that's very smart. So we talked about your very rich background, but you also talk about, you know, retail media and trade spending, and that requires a lot of, you know, negotiation of commercial terms and financial savvy. How does someone who wants to get to your level get that understanding? I think especially as a woman in that commercial world feels like such a boys club. How do you go about getting that understanding? I think there are a couple of different things there. I feel a real privilege and responsibility of being a senior female leader in my career and now at Omnicom, which is great. And I, I hope that I personally work with a lot of women and try and help them mentor wherever possible. Um, I can vouch for that. <laughs> thanks, my dear. But I, I do think it's important. Um, I feel quite strongly about how we empower um, future female leaders, how we find our voice, how we make sure we have that commercial nouse and understanding. I think that sometimes it's easy to get a little bit typecast into being a female leader who's strong on the work and strong on culture. It's very important that we're strong on commercials as well. I think the most important thing is to find your voice and to to know your value and to add that value wherever possible. Um, And also actually be be very happy to, um, to say where you don't know something and be ready to lean in to, to learn and evolve that. I see sometimes the ability to put up your hand and say, I don't know, I don't understand this, as a strength, not as a weakness. And I think we sometimes feel that we need to know everything we don't. That's great advice for everyone. You know, knowing what you don't know or what you need to learn is powerful because 
you have the opportunity to do something about it. I'm going to go brush up on my financials now. And I want to end with something fun. Yeah. So you have a rare Friday off. You have the day to do whatever you want to do. What will you be doing? Where will you be going? So, okay. I think the first thing I do is something very selfish, like have a massage. (laughs) I just, I think, I mean, I'm I'm a very um, energetic person, but I do like being able to just chill sometimes. So I'd I'd like to chill out. Um, I would love to go for a very long walk um, in the beautiful British countryside with my lovely husband. Um, and I'd probably like to go see the see a movie or a play. So and none of that is particularly exciting, but just just kind of zoning out and being outside, I, I definitely love doing. Um, but um, you know, just spending time with family and friends is kind of for me what defi- what what roots me and defines me. So you know, just just having fun. Um, I'm going to say that again. I would. <laughs> At the end of the day, like probably everyone else, I'm mooted by friends and family. So just spending a day with my lovely husband, Gareth, who's fantastic, but, you know, going for a lovely long walk and a pub lunch and then maybe going out with mates in the evening and just laughing till we cry. To be honest, that's the best tonic for anything, isn't it? Absolutely. I love that. And next time you have a Friday off, please invite me. (laughs) Absolutely. No worries. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sophie. Hey, it's lovely to see you, Rose. But more importantly, I I am really passionate about the role of commerce and how we can really add value to our partners in the group, but to our clients. And the agencies within the commerce group are fantastic agencies. So, you know, my job is to help them grow. So it's, it's thank you so much for having me. And I hope that's of interest to everyone listening in. And please call me to talk about anything we've talked about today. But thanks, Rose, for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. You can find this episode and more to come on OMC Hive or in the OMC Insider newsletter every Friday.